So in order to get to, um, to know me so that you feel comfortable and then we can get into the Bible, I'm going to show some slides. And I'll start off with a question. Have you ever had like a dream of something you'd really, really like to do? Like a big dream that maybe costs some money? Okay, so I'm married to this wonderful gal, Carol, and we've had this dream for like 10 years to get all of our grown children, their spouses, our one granddaughter, all together for a vacation in Maui. We blew our wad. That's a lot of money to fly everybody there, but look at them. There's Evan, our weightlifter, on the right. There's me. There's Carol, my beautiful wife. There's Megan, who's married to our youngest son, Cameron, in the hat. And then Nate, our oldest son, who does love the Seahawks. And Jamie, his wonderful wife, who books me cruises on on, uh, Holland America and our granddaughter, Mackenzie. Yeah. Guess what? It's so awesome when you have these dreams and you finally get to go. We had the week of a lifetime. My wife, Carol, is a teacher at Lincoln Elementary, so you can see her reading a book to Mackenzie. Isn't that sweet? Look at that interaction. And now the next slide is Mackenzie reading to me. Yeah, that that was the timing one. (laughs) Waiting for it? No. (laughs) That is not. It was really good. Mackenzie was reading to me. I think that's so great when we get these things all lined up. Whew, now that you know me, we're going to dive into God's word tonight. I want to start our quarter-long series on character. We're going to talk about the character of God and our character, which is to become more and more like God's as we mature in our following of his son, Jesus. I'd like to ask you a question, and, and I really want you to think about it. I love to ask this every single year because it's maybe one of the most important ones. So here goes. How much does God love you, and how much do you understand that he really loves you? I think once you get that, that question settled, everything changes in your spiritual life. Everything. And I think the only way we can get any sort of an accurate estimate of God's love is to take a look into the scriptures. And that's why we like to do it week by week in Chi Alpha. So we do hope that you bring uh, your Bible or, or your Bible app and, and you really think about it. And, and maybe not just for this brief moment, but throughout the week as well. So I hope that you will really wrestle this quarter with that question, does God love me and how much? And come to a firm conclusion about it. Here is like a subset of that question. Is God faithful to me? Is he reliable? Or is he the one that makes life chaotic? That's kind of the the spectrum. Is he the one that creates chaos in your life and trouble? Or is he the one that is reliable and you can count on? Where do you fall on that spectrum? So this quarter in Kyle, we're doing a series of talks about character, God's character and ours. Here's the general idea. God teaches us way back in the very first chapter of the Bible in Genesis chapter one, 
verse 26 through 28, that human beings, both male and female, are made in the very image of God. We are made to be like him in order to have a relationship with him. I'm just going to read it word for word out of Genesis 1.26. This is going to come up maybe even weekly. It's something worth really thinking about. That's why God just plopped it right there in chapter 1. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And as you go on to read the rest of Scripture, which I hope you'd even throw down some challenge for yourself this quarter to, to dig into some more Scripture, because most of us haven't read very much, have we? You know, maybe say, I'll read the New Testament this, this, this quarter or something like that. Or this year, maybe, thanks for the sound effects, that was good. Or, or, or maybe you know, the whole Bible this year or something. But as, as we read through the Bible, we find out things like God says that he's faithful and he's loving and he's the kind of God that serves us and he's just. He loves justice. He loves giving. He's very patient. He's forgiving. This is what the scriptures teach us. But he also doesn't like wrongdoing. In fact, he seeks to eliminate it. And of course, He'd like to clean up some of the wrongdoing in our thoughts and our character, of course, right? So if God is faithful, loving, serving, just, patient, kind, forgiving, and a multitude of other things that we read about in the scripture, and we're made in his image, then what does he want us to become? Those same things. Yeah. This is what our character is about. And God wants us to become characters. just like him to grow his image in us well where are we going to start well right where god defines himself in exodus 34 you got genesis then you got exodus so turn to the beginning of your bible exodus chapter 34 verses 6 and 7 this is where god defines himself we'll back up just a little bit i suppose into 33 oh where should we start Let's just start in verse 12. Everybody there? Sort of? Nod? Interaction here? Exodus 33, 12. Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you've found favor with me, Moses. If you're pleased with me then, Lord, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Can you imagine having this conversation with God and God saying, my presence will go with you? Think about that. This is a real human talking to God. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know? Uh, that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on earth? These words happen right after that amazing moment in history where God takes all of the enslaved Hebrew people out of slavery in Egypt, parts the Red Sea, and they walk through on dry ground. 
then the Egyptian army comes after him and they get drowned in the sea and then they go wander in the desert. You remember that sort of? If not, it's a great read. Then we get out uh, a little bit farther into chapter 34 and Moses has become quite daring in his relationship with God. Think about it for a moment. This is God and this is just a human. His name is Moses. God's asked him to do this leadership thing. And Moses gets quite daring in his relationship. And and he says crazy things like, Lord, I want to see your glory. And the Lord says, hmm, well, that's not really easy for humans to do. How are we going to pull this off? So we pick it up in 34, verse 6. God passes in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and the fourth generation. God reveals himself. He passes in front of Moses. Uh, God kind of hides him in this cleft of the rock, it says, and kind of puts his hand over him. So he can't see his front side, but he allows Moses to see his backside. And he tells Moses who he is. What does he say? I'm compassionate. I'm gracious. I'm slow to anger. Would that be a nice one to have in your character? I would appreciate that sometimes. Abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining that love, forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Wouldn't it be great to grow in the character of forgiveness because people keep doing things that need to be forgiven, don't they? Yeah, but he punishes the guilty. He's just. He wants to make sure it's a safe and fair world for us. So what's God like? We learn a lot from this text. How is your definition of God doing? How is it compared to this one? This is God telling us exactly who he is. Who's the expert on God? You or God? Who's the expert on you? You know you better than somebody else, so you're the expert on you when you're trying to tell about yourself to somebody else. But actually, God's the expert on you, too. He knows you better than you know yourself. He has us wired. Incredible. So what is God like? A lot of things. But it says he's quite loving and faithful, doesn't it? Abounding. God is reliable. God can be counted on. In fact, he is so reliable that he describes himself as abounding. Not bounding, but abounding. It's the Hebrew word rav, R-A-V. Everybody got that? R-A-V? And I want to help you get in touch with what abounding means. I want you to imagine a bunch of Caterpillar trucks that can hold 98 tons of something. They really can hold 98 tons. Tons, 2,000 pounds. 
These trucks are massive. Now, I want you to imagine that this truck is filled with the faithfulness of God. And then I want you to imagine the next slide that I-90 from uh, Seattle, it used to be called Safeco Field. What is it now where the Mariners play? T-Mobile Park all the way to Fenway Stadium, I-90 in Boston. You see that? That's I-90. Now imagine all those trucks that carry 98 pounds are lined up bumper to bumper going to Boston and back. That's how much faithfulness God has. That's a lot. That is 3,048 miles there, 3,048 miles back of trucks bumper to bumper with 98 tons of faithfulness to begin to understand what God is trying to say about himself to you and me. Will God be faithful to you this quarter? He's going to stick with you. He's going to try to help you get up when you don't want to. He's going to try to help you go to bed when you don't want to. He's going to try to help you go to class when you don't want to. He's going to try to help you keep going to class. He's going to try to help you stick with that exercise you promised you'd do. You know, he's going to try to get you to read the Bible just like the bald preacher said that you should. You know, he's going to try all this stuff. He's going to be faithful to you. And the question is, how will you respond back? Will you be faithful to him? Will you allow his nudging to get you moving in his direction? Will his character start rubbing off on you? Will you become more and more a person of faithfulness? Let's talk about faithfulness for a minute. Now, are humans always faithful? No. Any of your parents ever go kind of not very parental? Like, I remember I was a little kid. I don't know what happened to my mom that day, but she started slamming the cupboards and saying things like, hell's bells, hell's bells. (laughs) I had never heard my mom say any swear word because I would be punished if I said things like that. Okay, I was quite small. Okay, some of you are saying you're still quite small. Okay, I was smaller. (laughs) I just opened one of the cupboards moved the pots and pans aside, climbed in, and closed it. (laughs) I'm not going to be around when my mom is saying that and slamming cupboards. Oh, my gosh, she terrified me. (laughs) She was not reliable at that moment. I don't know what happened to her. I still don't to this day. (laughs) Could have been. Okay, have you ever been in a romantic relationship and the other person was unfaithful to you? Or dumped you. You know that first love, kind. Of, you know how our hearts, you know, Jay dumped me. My very first girlfriend, it just broke my heart. She went off and started dating somebody else while I was dating her. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. So human faithfulness can really fall short. Parental steadiness, stick-to-itiveness can get exhausted. When Moses encounters God in the mountain, God wants to make one thing perfectly clear, that his faithfulness is not like human faithfulness. It is super abundant. 
It's abounding. It's overflowing. It's more than enough to take care of you and me and everybody on the planet. Like 6,096 miles of trucks lined up bumper to bumper with 98 tons of faithfulness in it. Can you rely on God this quarter? God is trying to argue with you. Yes, you can. What is faithfulness? I think we got another slide. Definition. Faithfulness is continuous commitment without interruption, regardless of emotion or circumstances. What seems to throw you and I off from our steadiness? Circumstances and emotions, yeah? Don't we get thrown off from time to time? Let's be honest here. Let's become a nodding Chi Alpha group. Yeah. Okay. But God does not get thrown off. He does not have his faithfulness get interrupted because he's really emotional. Our circumstances went bad. Oh, those humans, oy vey, I just can't be faithful today. I'm taking a break from them. No, he doesn't do that. Even though my mom said those bad words and slammed things, she stayed married from 1946 to the present. She is 95. My dad is 95. They are still married. Is that crazy or what? That is so cool. What an example for me and Carol to say, if they did it, I guess we better do it too. It's possible. Now, I know not all of your parents were able to, but faithfulness can happen. And I want to throw in a hint there. They were churchgoers. I think they may have had some trust in the Lord helping them. And isn't that a key for all of us? When we start putting our reliance on the one who can make us reliable. Whoa, he's preaching. My campus minister had way more hair and he was a normal height person. His name's Brady. And Brady has been a campus minister for 44 years. Oh, I want him to retire so I can beat him. Hurry up and retire. He stepped down from being the director. He let one of his understudies take over the directing, but he's still working. How am I ever going to beat him? I think this is my 39th year. Come on, Brady. But because of Brady's faithfulness, I knew, contrary to my parents' opinion, Michael, you should get a real job. Don't parents say stuff like that? They just love us. They just want us to make enough money so we don't have to mooch off of them. (laughs) That's just how it goes. I know because of Brady's faithfulness, it is possible for a lifetime to do one thing and to do it well, even if it's campus ministry. What an example of faithfulness. Faithfulness is not giving up on our commitments. Brady said he'd do it to the Lord. He's been doing it. I... Did not like working during summers at Bellingham Cold Storage when I was in college because it was shift work. We would work 8, 10, and 12 hours a day, either with stinky salmon or vegetables. Just It was a rough crew. They knew how to swear better than my mom. (sighs) I hated that job. I told the Lord I would never go back every summer. He said, go back. 
And I walked away at the end of every summer saying, I will never go back. But I got enough money from my Teamster job at Bellingham Cold Storage to pay every single penny of my college career. I walked out debt-free. I was earning $7.60 when everybody else was earning a buck and a quarter. Will you be faithful with your finances during college to work hard and not squander them on $4.59 fancy drinks when you could just buy some black stuff for two bucks? (laughs) Just saying. The ice cream is important, but it's only a dollar on Tuesday nights. This is Tuesday night. That's that's inflation. Okay. (laughs) So what do we learn about God and Moses from their interaction? God really does have personal relationships with humans. Humans really can talk to God, and they can even ask for big things, like, I want to see your glory. And what kind of a God do we have? He says, okay. I wonder what kind of things you're going to pray for. Will it just be the usual, give me a girlfriend, give me a boyfriend, give me passing grades? Or will you ask for something bigger? God, form Your character in me. I want to be made more and more into your image. Hmm. I'm just going to encourage you. If you have a prayer request tonight, start start whispering it to God right now. Start learning day one of college. He's going to get you through because you're talking to him and asking for stuff. And then I'm going to encourage you to do something really crazy. Listen. Stop talking to God and let him talk to you. He'll say, okay, you want character. This is how we're going to do it. Or you want that girlfriend? This is how we're going to do it. We're going to form character into you first so you're attractive to a girl. (laughs) You know that oral hygiene we've been talking about? (laughs) Girls do not like a stinky mouth. Remember showering that we've been talking about? Girls really value that. You know, he'll start coaching you into the character. Okay. God's faithfulness is not just kind of talked about. He just doesn't announce, I'm a faithful guy. Trust me, you see it throughout the Bible. He is faithful in his dealings with human beings. When what? When human beings aren't faithful with him. He knows you're not going to be perfect, okay? Okay. He knows you will be unfaithful from time to time. He knows you will screw up and blow it. He says, I have to be myself. I am faithful. I cannot be unfaithful to you. That's who you want to enter into a stronger relationship with this quarter. God's faithfulness is demonstrated in action. Would you turn with me to Romans 5.8? This will be our last scripture tonight. This is way in the right half of the book, toward the back. Table of contents is very useful. We have the New Testament, which starts in Matthew. If you find Matthew, you just keep going right until you get to Romans. Table of contents is very useful. 
Anybody have the orange Chi Alpha Bible or whatever color we have now? What page is that on? 767 in the Bible we handed out tonight. Romans 5, 8. What does it say? I'm an 8, 5. That won't work. Romans 5, verse 8. Listen really carefully. It says, God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. We have a God who demonstrates his character, whether it's the love and faithfulness or here the love. God demonstrates his faithfulness to us when we're still sinners, when we still aren't doing it his way. Does that give you any hope? You should be thinking, yes. Yes, God's going to be reliable to me even when I'm not reliable to him. God's character is not just talked about. It's demonstrated. And he wants our character to be that way too. Can I say something really pastoral for a moment? I think when we look at that cross that Jesus hung on, you know that whole Easter thing? There really was a human being named Jesus. As the Bible teaches us, he really is God's son. Fully God. Fully human. And they really did nail him up on a cross on Good Friday. And they really did put him in the grave. And on the third day, he really came out of the grave. Really. And nobody has ever done that. He's the only one. None of the other religions have a resurrected human being. None of the other religions have the founder of the religion being fully God either. They're all humans. Jesus is amazing. And on that cross, God's complete faithfulness to human beings was demonstrated by his actions. It wasn't just talked about. You can point to that moment in history. Yeah. Page seven, right at the top. Just like the character of God is demonstrated in action, so must our character be demonstrated in action. Does that make sense? Character is not character unless you demonstrate it with how you live. You must take action. To become more Christ-like. If you have not yet trusted God for what he did on that cross through his son Jesus to forgive your sins so that you can be made right with God, to make you an insider and outsider, right now you can make that choice. You have to take some action. And all you have to do is talk to him in your head, even silently. Lord, I know I'm an outsider. Make me an insider. I do believe that you are real, that you are faithful. You did send your son. He did die, was buried, and he did rise from the dead. Just tell him that. So how might you and I show the character of faithfulness this quarter? Did you come to Central Washington University to be a student? Go to class every day. Faithfully. Uh, Did you sign a contract, maybe at an apartment? Pay your bills. Every month on time. 
Did you make a verbal commitment? We're all going to make tons of verbal commitments. If you say something with your mouth like, I'll be there, how would you be faithful? Be there. Yeah. If you arrange to meet someone, meet with them. If you join a core group, go every week. Be faithfully part of that group. Don't just pop in and out when it's convenient. Yeah. If you say something and say, I'll do it, don't be looking for a better option than go do that. That's not faithfulness. That's unreliability. Capiche? Be faithful to your word. Ooh, maybe you get a job. Put in 60 minutes out of 60 minutes of work. Faithfully work. Yeah. In conclusion, what are we learning about who God is tonight? He's the God who's abounding and reliable in his faithfulness. So full of faithfulness. What else do we learn about real relationships? God makes real relationships with human beings, just like Carol is making a real relationship with our granddaughter by reading to her. God wants to read with you every day. Have you thought of that? Usually we think of, I have to read my Bible. God says, let me read it to you. You might be the one moving your eyes and your lips, but he says, I'm reading it to you. As you read it, he's speaking, isn't he? Flip it around when you're reading the Bible. It's not you reading. It's God reading to you. Would you write that down? That was profound. Yeah. God's actions demonstrate his faithfulness. God's faithfulness is demonstrated with his actions. On the cross, you know forever how committed he is to you. Hmm. Let's close in prayer, shall we? God, we want to thank you that you took some time tonight to try to communicate with us through the scriptures who you are. I pray that you'd help each and every one of us to adjust our definition of who we think you are to the one that's in the Bible instead of the one that's in our head. Lord, I pray for any of us who feel like we're outsiders that we'll have an honest talk with you tonight and just say, I want to be an insider. I, I, I want to be in your kingdom. I want you to be my king. I want to follow you and your son. God, I pray that you'll be working in us knowing that we're made in your image to be faithful. Help us to take steps to do that. Help us, Lord, tonight to really do business with you. Help us, Lord, to put our attention on you as we sing these songs in worship. Amen.